Hello everyone, welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 152. My name is Steven, one of the hosts, joined of course by the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steve. Yo, what up? Hey Steve, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Sports are back. Although they probably I did should... watch the baseball game. They probably shouldn't be back, but they're back. I mean, no one's there, but just the players who are all close together, touching, sweating on each other. <laughs> I just mean that it's like... It's it, there's more cases and and stuff now than there were you know back in like mid March or April when this thing like broke out so it's just kind of weird and the baseball teams are still like flying around as well whereas like are they <clears throat> yeah because like for hockey hockey and base or sorry hockey and basketball they're in one location like in basketball they're all in Orlando and then in hockey they're either in Toronto or in Alberta right <clears throat> and there's less in team. Edmonton right or yeah in Edmonton. And there's less teams because they, they basically didn't invite, I think for hockey at least, they didn't invite all the shitty like teams. Um, Is Ottawa playing? That, that was like the only team I ever followed remotely. I don't know. I know like Montreal fans were super stoked because they like just made it. Nice. <laughs> uh, but baseball, like they're still flying to each stadium to play. And the Blue, Jays, the Blue Jays had a hell of a time because the government of Canada basically said like you're not like you're not having players come in to play baseball. And yeah, then, and then, they and would. Fly that's ugh, no, that's so stupid. So the so stupid the, for the Jays, not for the Canadian government. Yeah, so the Jays had to find a place to call home, and they basically got kicked out. Like the meme was basically that no one would let them play, and they're finally playing in Buffalo. So, <laughs> hooray! Oh man, <laughs> I watched that game, and it was just baseball is like one of the most boring sports ever. Like it's up there with soccer, which just insufferable. Yeah, I can't deal soccer but i've been watching baseball my entire life so it's just like right. engraved in my head and i just enjoy the like i enjoy watching it but there's no way i could watch like an entire game all the time every single day because like baseball is every single day right yeah it's a lot of games it is a lot of games so I, i'll like have it on the background then i'll like be playing games on my phone or on the switch or whatever like it's mm-hmm. it's that kind of sport for me and then i'll pay attention during big moments and if they're losing i'll just turn it off and just whatever so if they're the, the one thing i appreciate about uh, baseball is it's one of the only sports you see overweight athletes and one of the only sports where i see people like eating while they're playing <laughs> which is i just really appreciate that because it's so chill you just like whatever i'm just gonna chew this and stand here maybe yeah. i run once or twice a night <laughs> Yeah, especially so. like the DHs or pitchers, like starting pitchers, they only play every five games or whatever. So they're like, that's they're awesome. Us- they're usually pretty, uh, and actually it's kind of beneficial for them to have a little weight on them. Cause it just like, it helps with, um, with like their endurance in terms of just like lasting, like throwing, you know, hundred, 120 pitches at a hundred miles per hour. That's crazy. It's good to have like a little weight on you. Like you don't really see skinny players, you know, skinny, um, pitchers, pitchers. Like you need to have beefy dudes, beefy boys. So. Beefy boys. <laughs> and with that, let's talk about some other Canadian games today. Steve, for those of you who don't know, CanadianGameDevs.com podcast is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. That might be false advertising. There's a lot of games made in Canada. We do our best to cover as many of them as possible. And we, since I joined, I think, have leaned a little more indie, and especially given that the main big non-indie games being made in Canada are Ubisoft games. We've been feeling a little iffy about that. Yep. But we, we strive our best to cover the Canadian gaming scene. We are supported, of course, by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs, 
where if you back us there at any tier, you get special two-day early access to the podcast, a exclusive Patreon channel on our Discord, occasional game key giveaways, discount codes to gaming events, uh, and the knowledge that you're helping us do what we do. And one of those things is cover events. So let's start with a couple events, Steve. This upcoming Thursday, I want to plug uh, the July Game Writer Circle and Social put on by Dames Making Games. It's at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, of course, it's digital. Uh, it's free for members and non-members of the DMG organization. Caitlin Tremblay will be there, former narrative lead on Watch Dogs Legion, doing other fun stuff now. I think they're... Uh, I don't want to... I don't know off the top of my head, so I'm not going to say. But uh, Jillian Bleckenhorst and Natalie Walshgotts will all be there chatting about their work and uh, what it's like writing in games. So if that sounds interesting to you, check that out. Again, that's Thursday, July 30th, 6.30 p.m. Do you have to, do you have to like, register, or is it just sort of a... <clears throat> yeah, you can register on the site, and I think that's how you get the code for whoever you are going to tune into this. So that's just dmg.to slash events. You can find it there. Uh, and we've also been plugging Game Dev Atlantic happening this September 18th. You don't even have to be in the Atlantic region. You can be anywhere and you could tune into this. Uh, it's a full day of talks and it's really interesting. I went last year. It was a lot of fun. And if you want to check out some cool speakers from the Atlantic game dev scene, tune into that. And the day after is the Game Devs of Color Expo. Um, I want to make sure they're still looking for speakers because I keep saying that every week without confirming. Uh, yes, so you can still apply. Um, this is a paid event. Ooh, Subset Games is sponsoring. They made Faster Than Light and Into the Breach. That's pretty cool. Huh. Valve sponsoring. Brace Yourself Games is sponsoring. The Crypt of the Necrodancer. So lots, lots of big, uh, big names here. Um, it's all weekend, so check that out. September 19th, 2020, still able to get tickets, still able to apply for all that jazz. Uh, game developer, no, game devs of color expo.com. Color is spelled incorrectly, of course, because they're from the States. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> check out all those. We forgive them for that, though. Yeah, yeah. They got they got other things to worry about in New York right now. Then that's true. They're coloring. Coloring. Why did I say coloring? I don't know. Oh, that's the word that was misspelled. Because how they spell coloring, yeah. Spelling. Well, I was trying to say spelling, but it was the word color. You know, my brain just does that sometimes. Remember when the Game Boy Color was out and all the boxes still had, like, the, the wrong spelling? That was weird to me. In Canada? Yeah. I'm more than certain yeah. for it. I feel like it. Now that I'm, I'm doubting myself, but I remember having these memories of... of no, I can see that, because it was written on the bottom of the screen, too, so it would have to be consistent. Yeah. Weird. Well, I mean, even the box art. Like, the box was... Because it would say... With O... Yeah, because it would say uh, it would say like Game Boy Color on the side, so that you knew it was like a Game Boy Color, or more so, my mom knew it was a Game Boy Color. <laughs> God bless Mrs. Crane. There you go, picking Fine. up Steve's Game Boy games. Oh yeah, right at Walmart. It was it was very key growing up and having a mom who played who worked at Walmart and Toys R Us beforehand too. So that's lit. Yeah, it was awesome. You know what else is awesome, Steve? Uh, news? I don't know. No, we're starting with jobs. <laughs> All right, you're, jobs. You're disrupting the flow. <laughs> I'm sorry. we got a couple jobs we want to plug for everyone right here. Uh, first up, Pixel Knots in St. Catharines, Ontario. Yes. They're looking for several positions. Uh, first, a 3D character rigger animator. It's going to be a two- to three-month contract. Uh, they would like you to have some experience with animating and rigging. Uh, any game industry experience is a big plus. And you should be familiar with Unity and 3D Max. Uh, 
Uh, you don't have to use 3D Max. They say any software is acceptable. You can also apply for a new PR community manager position at Pixelnauts. Uh, they're working on an unannounced game and are looking to release in 2021. So they want someone to join the team to manage their social media, mailing list, Discord, help develop marketing and release plans. Job can be in their office or remote. Uh, all experience levels are welcome to apply. Those are on our site, canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs, and you can contact Alex at pixelnots.ca. This will be a six to seventh month minimum contract, ideally longer for the community manager position. And they say any experience running early access or Kickstarter is a huge plus. Wink, mm. wink. Scoop. Uh, and Canuck Play, of course. What is this, the fourth Doug Flutie's Maximum Football? Fifth coming out this it's fall? The, it's the second Doug Flutie one, but it's like their fourth football game, I believe. Okay. Uh, Canuck Play in Peterborough, looking for several positions. Part-time QA mm. tester, two days a week. Uh, increasing during the final weeks of production. A full-time Unity game developer. Uh, they're looking for at least three years experience, strong math and statistical skills, C-sharp, Unity knowledge and a full-time senior unity game developer so they're looking for five years experience c-sharp unity knowledge all that jazz again those are on canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs and you can also reach out at jobs at canuckplay.com funny story steve uh it was my grandparents 50th anniversary um this past weekend so we had a little zoom call and um my uncle barry said one of his friend's husband works at canuck play on the doug flutie games oh and i think it's maybe like the head guy or like one of the higher ups there and i was like no way small world and he was talking about a story where like um they got a bunch of mocap people in to do all the animations and stuff Mm -hmm. but he said that they forgot to do a couple so this one of the guys on the working on the game just did them himself and was just apparently like super sore for the rest of the week because he spent like all afternoon like running around doing (laughs) mocap for different football like animations so if that's the kind of fun, impromptu working environment you want to join, you should definitely apply to Canuck Play. And uh, I think he said at the top, but they're looking for people to be in Peterborough for that as well. Correct. In studio, if possible. If you can get to Peterborough, you could get this job. There you go. All right. That's it for the jobs. If you have a job you want to plug, hit us up. Contact canadiangamedevs.com. We also post these on our site, canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs. And we post them in our Discord, which you should join. All right, Steve. Now we're on to the meat of things, the 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 prime rib of the 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 steak. No, the what the do they prim- call it? The prime rib of the steak. No, like the prime rib of what do you get? The the, the meal. The meal. The the cow. The dinner. What are you even talking if the, about? If the podcast episode was a cow, and we're like <laughs> we're, we're dissecting it to the different cuts of meat. Oh, that, I see. What you you're know saying. what I mean? You know those I, you know those pictures where like it's the dotted line cutting out all the different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the like our bullshit banter at the start is the hot mm-hmm. dog crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. This is like the 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 good shit. The good cut. The T bone. I don't know. I don't know because I'm not a butcher, so I don't really know the mm. like, anatomy of uh, of the cow. And I just kinda... I, I think T bone would be the most expensive. At least I think. I don't have a lot of experience buying meats either. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know. <laughs> this is a great segue into the first news this week, Steve. Gun Pig <laughs> Firepower for Hire is out now on Steam. This is the first game from solo indie developer LaPoint Joints. Great studio name. Uh, it came out on Itch.io in April earlier this year, but it's now out on Steam 
uh, sci-fi top-down twin-stick shooter with nine weapons, three alts, and secret hidden collectibles. Featuring music from Small World, again, one of my favorite composers, Mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, who does a lot of uh, podcast uh, music, which is where I first heard of them. They did the theme song for a podcast I like, and I've just been following them since. And he got them to do a song for this game. So that's super cool. Uh, yeah, it's also on itch.io, uh, but on steam it's five sixty nine Canadian, super reasonable. Um, yeah, check that out. Um, next bit of news I'll plug for you today. Panzer Paladins has blasted onto steam and switch. This is the next game from famous retro arcade action studio tribute games. It's in the name of the studio, Steve, what they do. Their games are a tribute to bygone times. Of what? pixel art action arcadey games. What was their first game? Flint Hook? Is that. No, no. First game was Mercenary? No, Curses and Chaos, Ninja Senkei, and then they did. Um, I can look it up. The first time I heard of them was Mercenary Kings because it was one of the PlayStation Plus games yeah. like, way at the start of the PS4. But let's see. First game was Wizorb, 2011. Then. Which no, first parent? game was Ninja. First game was Ninja Senki, which is kind of like a Ninja Gaiden NES style game, uh, in 2010. Then they did Wizorb, Mercenary Kings, Curses and Chaos, Ninja Senki DX, Flint Hook, Panzer Paladin. When's so they've been Wizor- that's ten years this year. Oh, nice. congrats to them. Wizorb is somehow in my Steam library. I had no idea. <laughs> that's awesome. It looks good. All their games are great, and they they're all very, despite being like sort of retro style across all of them they're all very different both mechanically and in their style like mercenary kings has more like realistic not like more detailed character sprites whereas like ninja senki for example is like very much nes super basic sprites you know yeah and flint hook is gorgeous i love flint hook so much oh my god everyone should play flint hook one of your uh one of your old vintage pick of the weeks when we're still doing that oh man flint hook's great Highly recommend. If you enjoyed any of those games, you should check out Panzer Paladin. It's on Switch and it's on Steam. Steve's been playing it, but we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, I've been yeah, yeah I, I didn't play that much, but I I still like from what I did play, I highly recommend it. Give it a shot. Add it to your wish list if it's not already there. It's twenty two seventy nine on Steam right now. I think a similar price on Switch. Um, but we'll talk about it more later on. But it's pretty dope so far. Next bit of news. Game I hadn't heard about, just randomly stumbled onto it on our Twitter feed, Rest VR. It's coming out this week on Steam. This studio, Shaftesbury Lucid Inc., uh, have mainly worked, as far as I can tell, on TV shows like Murdoch Mysteries, Frankie Drake, and Camilla. But this is their debut game. Uh, it's a sci fi horror VR game. You play as Andy Bishop, an engineer who wakes to discover a terrifying mystery unfolding in in, in his home. Uh, it's available July 28th, and all these trailers are super whack, and the game looked like spooky, spooky. I, I, I'm definitely getting the sci-fi horror element of this. It's like lots of space station hallways, really dark, blood on the walls. I'm interested. I don't have a VR currently for my PC. So I wouldn't be able to play this. <coughs> there but is a there is a demo as well. So there you go. You got a VR and you want a free demo for a cool sci-fi horror game? You should check that out. This looks awesome. Like VR works so well. I'm adding to my wish list actually. If you want to play the thing. Um, oh, I'll play the thing. 
VR works so well with horror games as well. Like Resident Evil Seven was so much fun, and I don't think I really played that many more horror games um, or scary like thriller games or whatever on VR. So it's cool to see this. I just yeah, I don't have PSVR. I don't have uh, Steam, or, VR. Steam VR. Like it's not on PSVR, is it? No, I don't believe so. Maybe it's coming, but I don't have a VR unit anymore, so I can't. But I'll wish this is to help out the devs. This is what we're here for. It looks, is. Looks pretty dope, though. I'm I'm enjoying it. Rest is spelled W R E S T. What's the? Is that the monster? The, the little logo. It looks almost like a Slenderman monster thingy. Yeah, you're right. I wonder. Is that what it is? What's the story here? What, let me re, do your. Do you want to do your movie voice? I'll do the movie voice. <clears throat> Rest is a sci-fi horror virtual reality game in which you play as Andy Bishop, an engineer who wakes to discover a terrifying mystery unfolding on his home. Part narrative experience, part escape room, the Rest universe will expand in 2020 with a full commercial release and a thrilling two-player game mode. Ooh. Enter the mystery at RestVR on Twitter to stay tuned for updates. Supports Vive and Oculus, seated or standing, uh, as well as tracked motion controllers. Very cool. Very cool, Kanye. Do you know that meme? No. Oh, I forget who says it. Someone's talking to Kanye and they're like, very cool. I think it was Trump, actually. Like, he had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> Just plain voice. Like, very cool, Kanye. <laughs> uh, yeah, this actually does look dope. And uh, you need either a Vive or an Oculus, obviously, to play. But I love that they still let you buy it. Because, I mean, they can't check. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess, like... <laughs> I guess it just has to, is there a warning? That, well, I guess there's like a notice requires one of the following things. So like to they play. warn you, but they're never they do. Can't you, ref, can't you refund anyways though? If you don't, you can. Yeah. Two within hours. two hours of playing or less than two hours of playing, I think. Yeah. So anyways, cool. Check out rest. Next bit of news today announced during the pre-show to the Xbox games showcase. Coco Cucumber <clears throat> Co has revealed their fourth game. Echo generation. Uh, coming 2021 to Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Sorry, Steve. No PlayStation, it looks like, it yet. That's okay. Uh, Echo Generation is a turn-based adventure game about a gang of kids investigating supernatural occurrences while battling monsters and mechs to save their small town. I'm just going to say, huge Stranger Things vibes is mm-hmm. what I picked up from this trailer. Coco, Cumba, Cuc- blah, blah, blah. Coco Cucumber previously partnered with Xbox for their last game, Riverbond which is on Xbox Game Pass in 2019. You can wishlist it on Steam now, and I think I actually did this in our wishlist list, so don't do it yet. Um, <laughs> give us <laughs> about gorgeous. 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, give us 20 minutes, then you can wishlist it. It looks, it looks okay, so it's River Bond, uh, which we talked about a lot last year, had this very blocky voxel art style, but this yeah. game's kind of mixing that a little bit because the grass looks like, kind of like 2d sprite-ish but all the characters are um, a lot more defined and have it's still voxel but it's not as like blocky as like donut or cucumber like the characters in riverbond yeah hold up is this a turn-based rpg yes oh weren't you shit. listening when i when i did the description i'll be honest i wasn't listening that's fair that's fair <laughs> are you looking <laughs> I, at the trailer now i thought it was more yeah i'm just watching the trailer it's because i i remember watching this trailer when because this was during the xbox event or whatever i don't remember seeing this like battle system. the combat yeah it looks cool um like there's sections where you're obviously running around and then the camera changes could be kind of cinematic but getting, once you get into combat it's a yeah, turn-based yeah i thought it was i thought it was going to be more of an adventure thing but this is this is dope good on them because like 
you know, they had uh, Planet of the Eyes, which was like a limbo kind of game, and they had Riverbond, which was more pixel, like basically Minecraft Dungeons before Minecraft Dungeons was out. Um, and better. And better. And this is this is different as well, so it's cool that they're kind of stretching out their, their skills a little bit. Um, I'm sure it'll come to PlayStation eventually, but it looks pretty I, dope. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if Xbox is footing some of the bill for this development, it might be a Cuphead situation where, like, mm. several years after, but... Mm. Hmm. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I I did decide that I will be getting an Xbox anyway. So, Ooh. which we could talk about during our uh, the one segment. I forget what we call okay. it. Okay. Which I'm hot we'll, topic. Yeah. Which we'll, I'm assuming will just be about the Xbox event. I have a couple opinions about the Xbox thing. Yeah, we talked about the PlayStation event, so I feel like we should talk about the the Xbox. All's fair in console wars. <laughs> uh, yeah. Echo Generation. Check it out. Speaking of awesome games developed in Toronto. Star Renegades got a release date finally coming Yay. to PC September 8th, 2020. Uh, and they say Xbox One, Switch, and PS4 later in 2020. There's not many months after September, so maybe like a November, December dealie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Renegades, of course, won an honorable distinction at the 2020 Ubisoft Indie Series competition. Uh, judges said it had a, quote, polished, clever, and innovative combat system with a unique mix of roguelite, JRPG, and strategy game elements it's being published by indie publishing powerhouse raw fury one of my favorite indie publishers on the planet they're also publishing another canadian indie backbone so they they're dipping their toes into the canadian game dev scene nice good as they should fury as they should there's too much talent here not to uh yeah so september 8th on pc star renegades strategy rpg about outsmarting ai driven adversaries forging friendships and toppling galactic empires spanning over multiple generations you can join their discord discord.gg slash massive damage uh what's the rest of this it's cut off ink there you go and (laughs) there'll be lots of probably post fan art uh teases up until launch uh, some people on podcasts I listened to were talking about this game. Uh, I listened to the Waypoint Radio Show, and they they were talking about how they're excited for it, and they played it at PAX like two years ago, and really jigged it. So it's, it's getting some traction, which is great because like they've been working so long and so hard on it. Yeah, it's been. Uh, I think it's, it was been it was announced like a long time ago too. I'm um, sure they were able to get some more uh, development funding when they partnered with Raw Fury, which probably let them spend some more time on it. Yeah, sure, very true, but. Um, yeah, it looks it looks awesome. Like actually, I want to look on the website. Last time I or Star like, Renegades, yeah, or massive damage. No, no, Star Renegades. Like when we actually talked about it, because I remember probably, I've I, we've been talking about it as long as I've been on the show. Oh yeah, like on and off. Because what was their first? What was the first game that they did? It was also like another spacey thing. Uh, Halcyon Six. Oh, I have played that game. Yeah. So. Whoa, their studio looks dope. I'm looking at Google Maps. <laughs> the whole building's graffitied. Oh my god, that's sick. Oh really? If this is if this is correct, as of February 2015, on this Google image search for Massive Damage Inc., they have a really cool studio space. Oh, I'm. I'm they didn't announce this that much long, that long ago. Actually, it was March 13, 2018, is when we, when I wrote the first story of uh, Star Renegade. So I thought, I had, for some reason, I thought that this game was like three or four years older. But that's still two years. <laughs> it is, but I was thinking it was like double that. Ignore me. So this is it looks dope. Um I hope it comes to console. It is. Later in twenty twenty. Oh, there you go. I should just pay attention. Uh, that's okay, Steve. It's PS- okay. Well there's repeating. Did they say PS4, Switch, and Xbox One later in twenty twenty is what Ooh, they said. That might this might be a switch then. 
Yeah, you think over PS4? What if it has a cool platinum trophy? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Story developing. Stay tuned for what Steve ends up picking up Star Renegades on. We'll see. Two more bits of news today, Steve. Uh, this is just a fun one I saw while I was perusing Twitter. Uh, Bioware <laughs> just executive producer Mark Darak uh, confirmed via a tweet they are still working on Dragon Age 4. It's a meme at this point in, in his uh, Twitter mentions. Everyone's like, it doesn't matter what he tweets. like, Dragon Age 4, Dragon Age 4. <laughs> People are thirsty for more Dragon Age, Steve. And uh, he broke down here. Quote, I realize most of you are here for Dragon Age news, and there hasn't been a lot of that lately. Let me just run down the things uh, I have to say. One, yes, we are working on the next Dragon Age. Two, yes, we are working from home. Three, working from home is harder. And four, we're making progress. Uh, last month, uh, EA CFO Blake Jorgensen said Dragon Age 4 won't be out before April 2022 at the earliest. Oh, my God. And said it will probably release within EA's 2022 fiscal year. Um, so that doesn't mean anything. This is like three years away. Yeah. Like, like easy. Um, originally reveal, revealed at the Game Awards in 2018, we know little else about the highly anticipated next installment in the critically acclaimed fantasy RPG series. Poor guy. He's just out here tweeting pictures of like, I don't know, making food or like building Legos. And everyone's like, Dragon Age 4. Dragon Age 4. Dragon Age 4. <laughs> does he kind of tease people though? Like, he Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. No, he leans into it. He brings a lot of it on himself too, I will say. Yeah. Because didn't he, didn't he tease that there'd be an announcement and the announcement was that Dragon Age would be released on Steam or whatever when EA... <laughs> That's mean. I, I think I vaguely remember that. But That's yeah. like... Because it's like the <laughs> fans just kind of go crazy because the Nintendo got in a lot of shit recently as well. Oh, gamers are the worst. Well, sorry. Yeah. I mean, relatively to like what... Because they thought like a new me- like way forward was working on a new Metroid or something that was like. But what? they are working on a new Metroid. We ha- we we know that we just don't know anything about it. Uh, I think people because what they, so what they say they said that there would be a new that um, way forward would show off a new game. Right. So then everyone was like, "Oh, they make two D games. Obviously, they're making a new two D Metroid." And then they said oh. it would be a third. No, it's part- it's Retro who's making Metroid Prime Four, right? Yeah, and I'm just mean oh, okay. what people were kind of thinking mm-hmm. like what i saw reddit go under or go mm-hmm. off of so then nintendo had to say they're working on a third party game so then people mm-hmm. started thinking their own thing and then i think it was like a like a kids show or something hmm. is what what ended up happening like a ben 10 situation or something i don't know i'm butchering what actually happened so ignore me okay Dra- dragon um, age four you'll play it in three years i won't other and people will and it won't be great <laughs> Uh, all right, last bit of news today. Uh, I missed this last week, but during the Devolver Digital 2020 Devolver Direct, they announced a new studio right in Toronto. Oh. Uh, former Ubisoft developers Gabriella Salvatore and Dean Evans announced the formation of their new studio, Beans Team, uh, in partnership with Devolver Digital for their first unannounced project. They're hiring. Uh, they said they're hiring, hoping to hire up to seven other developers by the end of the year. Uh, they say on their site, quote, Beans Team is a new age interactive media ensemble specializing in the creation of modern computer entertainment. They also made their website look like a late 90s, like, just fan site. Like, it's absurd. It's really funny. Really? Um, check that out. Click the link at the bottom where I said you can apply for do- jobs on their dope website. 
because th- this website's absurd like it's got like all the word art. <laughs> it's like a geocity thing <laughs> and uh yeah uh it's it's fun uh i'll read this quote from dean evans the co-founder quote a lot of people have been complaining about the triple a business speaking to me dean and the lack of risk taking <laughs> i'd be a total fucking hypocrite if i moved forward and didn't take any risks so fuck it i think i might go and set up my own studio and see where that goes wow the vision i love it uh i also appreciated a bit of a joke when it cut to them during the devolver direct they both had um like large popeyes drink cups which is a reference to during the the unreal engine five thing when tim sweeney was just casually drinking from a popeyes cup from his like big million dollar mansion where he makes all the Fortnite money it was it was a good joke i got the gag i want them to know i got the gag i'm sure they're listening they're just like sweet one person did Gabriella retweeted us. Shout out to at ghost or die on Twitter. She's the, the one co-founder. Yes. Thanks for the retweet and and the follow. I'm looking at the, the site. It just brings back memories of when I was in high school and at the bottom it has the, like the counter. I remember that you can get like a counter of, uh, I think it's actually a year thing, but you can get like a counter of how many people went to the site. And then there's like a, an ad that says aliens in the Bible.com, which is like another site that looks <laughs> just like this. <laughs> Oh man, what do you think the game is? If you had to guess, oh man, uh, I don't Dean, know. Dean Evans uh, directed Far Cry Blood Dragon. If that influences your thinking at all, no, I mean, hmm. Let's see. I want it. It's a a new IP, is what they new say. Agent. People usually people usually say that when they're 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 building up something, you know, that could be like multiple games or multiple years of development and updates and stuff. I'm interested. Devolver Digital used to be, I would say, I would say like the premier indie scene, but they put out a couple of games I was less than impressed with. Um, I think I think the gold standard right now is Finji and or Raw Fury, but Devolver Digital, obviously, since Hotline Miami, has been just the top dog. Yeah. So if they looked at this project and were like, signed immediately, then obviously, you know, there's... There's some good shit. It's good shit going on. Yeah. I don't I'm know excited. what they could be working on, though. I guess we'll just have to... Just have to wait and, wait and see. see. Um, I mean, it's going to be a while before we see anything, though. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're hiring, getting ready, start development, working remotely. It's a big struggle. They're going to do it. I believe. Did I freeze? No, you didn't freeze. Oh, okay, I thought I froze. No worries. All right, Steve. It's time for everyone's favorite segment: wish list. This. If you don't know, I was inspired by Steve and Brett's rest in peace frequent wish listing of games while we talked about them. So I spun up this segment where I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that you got to add to your wish list right now. Starting, of course, with Echo Generation. We talked about this during the news. Um, releasing 2021, turn-based adventure game about a gang of kids. But we didn't talk about this Steam page because, Steve, you'll note, critically successful de- deploy deployment of GIFs in the Steam description. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first one at the top here got like the big antler monster boy oh man that's cool and then you then you can see the turn-based combat and the second gif and then the third one shows off some of like the the dialogue it's perfect perfect trio of gifs to show you what this game's all about yeah i love it i love it so much and i have to ask steve is eco generation on your wish list that it is um what do you think what do you think of the steam page it's a really it's a good it's a solid steam page actually like you're saying it has a good, it has got the gifts it's got i always appreciate the little uh like bullet points at the bottom the features mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm um another cool interesting tidbit set in a small town in the early 90s so you're like like you're saying like the stranger things kind of vibe although that was 80s Ooh. but still 
I'm a child of the 90s, so I'm kind of feeling that. If, if they bust out pogs in this shit, Ooh. I will just lose my goddamn mind. So It's um, it's pretty. Like, it's really pretty. Yeah, and I'm so... Oh, he's using a hockey <laughs> stick in the combat? There's going to be some Canadian-ness in this. He's yeah, got a maple leaf on his, his jacket, and he uses a hockey stick to fight. Exactly. And, well, the girl's wearing a beanie as well, so... Classic. All right, Steve. Next game today. For which list this quartet partly developed by tyler darren in edmonton uh but there's a team of like six people from all over releasing late 2021 you can wishlist it on steam quote a series of unlikely train robberies a mysterious deck of cards a fleet of deadly airships an accidental mage choose from four stories in any order and see how they eventually intertwine in this turn-based rpg oh eight heroes four stories one destiny so this is from something classic games llc which is a a bunch of developers from all over no gifts in the steam description but you know they have over a year till it comes out to time to boof boof boof. what what is boof beef (laughs) time to beef that up steve i don't know sometimes i get i get talking and i just say nonsense (laughs) boof Um, is like when dogs is a boofer you know that's where that's from is it i thought that was a word you just made up no no boof boofers a meme there's that one meme where like the uh it's a video and it's like that guy talking really fast and he did one for snakes that was like actually used in an ad for like that like um brainstorming software where like you have all the connections but then he did a do- one for dogs and he's like a dog underwater is a subwoofer and is like uh anyway if you know you know if you don't i just wasted some of your time but yeah. it's a good meme <laughs> what do you think of this steve page steve i uh- the Steam page itself can use some work. I obviously it's a turn it's a turn based RPG and it looks mm-hmm. like straight out of the, like the SNES generation, so it's got mm-hmm. my attention. But I want to see they don't even have a trailer yet, so mm-hmm. I want to see like some actual like footage of this because um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing this like ten percent AP, forty percent AP, twenty five percent AP. I guess there's like a co- like AP percentage cost thing, but I just want to okay. see how it plays out. But uh you know it's got it's got my attention for sure there's a discord too you can join so maybe they got some more stuff in there but discord.gg slash something classic i'm not a big fan of turn-based rpgs um but i like the idea of when you play different stories out of order and eventually like the characters cross over and and everything sort of comes together at the end i think is always really cool oh then i i can give you some rpgs then you can play no like i I don't enjoy playing them (laughs) but i like the idea of a story where like it's a bunch of separate stories that come together in interesting ways and yeah that's fun yeah no no, this looks uh i mean it looks very similar to like final fantasy 6 slash 3 on uh snes so Mm. um i'm down i just want to see you know they have over a year uh Mm -hmm. before their release date so obviously got some time but it's on my wish or sorry do the thing do the thing (laughs) steve i gotta ask is quartet on your wish list yes it is excellent um all right last game today for wish list this steve scully we've talked about previously in the news but not in the wish list this segment so i'm gonna plug it it's from finish line games in toronto uh it's releasing august 4th two weeks from now on a mysterious remote island a skull washes up on shore and is reawakened by an enigmatic deity dubbed scully the newly reanimated being has been summoned to intervene in a war between the deity's three siblings whose quarrel jeopardizes the island they call home uh so this game looks fun this is my kind of game like an action platformer you're playing a little skull you can go around like possess things 
you're going to be collecting things. I imagine uh, it's being published by Moda Schemes. It'll be coming out physically too. They're doing some physical copies. Oh, Super nice. exciting. Um, and I think, don't quote me on this, but I saw Jason Canham, the way of the pacifist guy, tweeting yeah. about it. Yeah. So I think he's involved in some way with this game's development. Uh, no gifts in the Steam page, but you know that's fine. You got time. Actually, you have two weeks. Put some gifts in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hop, skip, and roll your way to victory. Adapt to defeat you, or to to your environment. Transform to three distinct forms to overcome challenges and defeat enemies. Uh, roll through eighteen different levels and seven distinct ecosystems, packed with unique dangers, and explore a compelling story. Fully voiced dialogue and cutscenes breathe life into the island's inhabitants and the charming world of Scully. Is Scully the name of that girl from X Files? Uh, or is that Sully? Is it Scully or Sully? No, it's it's Scully, but it's not spelled S Q U L L Y. No, it's K U L L Y. Or yeah, sorry, I'm an idiot. S, like it's, I don't think her spelling is at, like Skull and then Y. It's S C U L L Y for her. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, we have the internet; we could just find out. I hope I hope they make a joke about that. Dana, I always appreciate those. Dana Scully is S C U L L Y. Okay, so when you're on Steam and you're looking this up at home, Scully with a K. Is it uh? Is it coming to consoles? It or? is coming to consoles, Steve. I don't Ooh. know if it's going to be coming the same day. Let me check that quick. Uh, and it wouldn't matter because you can't wish list it on PlayStation. Steam. Wait, let's maybe I can. Let me check right now. Yeah, check. It's coming. I, I know I can't, but might as well try. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Xbox One, Steam. Um, yeah, they even have a little picture of a little box right here. It looks so. Great. Even the Switch, even Nintendo, who suck at everything online, has an add to wish list feature, which I just did on on the Switch. I'll play this hand. Yeah, it's so annoying. Um, buy Scully. You can buy the game physically through Amazon right now. I'm looking at it. Pre-order, add to cart, twenty nine ninety nine. <coughs> You can get the game when it released on August 20th. PS4 hard copy if you want one, Steve. And then there is there is like a page for it on Xbox, but I don't see like a wishlist feature on this. Yeah, I don't think Xbox has a wishlist feature. Maybe on the actual Xbox it does, but not on this like website. And then PlayStation, I doubt it even has a page. <laughs> yeah, the, all the store things are weird. Like Xbox doesn't even have a, like a cart feature. You have to buy them all individually. It's so dumb. No way, really? Yeah, yeah, it's absurd. Oh my god. Like, Switch doesn't have that either. Yeah. So that's the one thing PlayStation has, I guess. Go play, so go, go Sony. Alright, Steve, that's it for Wishlist This. Some great games, three very different games, too. I like I like, I like a variety. Yeah. It's, it's the spice of life. Alright, it's time for Hot Take of the Week. This past week, Xbox continued the ongoing game of chicken between them and PlayStation for who will announce release date and price of their console first it's like that um scene in the good the bad and the ugly where everyone's just like squinting at each other and the music's playing and no no one's gonna draw that's essentially <laughs> where we're at right now except nintendo is just chilling off to the side eating popcorn they don't care yeah well uh, i mean the next the next nintendo thing's still like probably two or three years away so they don't need they, they could do this for another five years like easy like switch is crushing it's still the fastest selling console they ever made I don't know whether it can sustain that, whether it'll hit like Wii or even PS2 numbers, doubtful. But 
yeah, they're just they're just going off. You know, might not even hit. Well, or PS4 numbers. Isn't PS4 the like third best selling system? Yeah, they hit 100 million, and uh, that put the. I think Wii is still ahead, but PS2 is still at 152 or whatever. Yeah, I think it'll beat Wii. I think it's like it'll probably surpass Wii or very come very close to Wii, but not mm-hmm. PS2. PS like it's still like 40 or 50 million units behind PS2. So. Mm-hmm. So unless they just sell the thing for like a hundred dollars, <laughs> and then everyone just buys honestly it. by the end of the 3ds, it was like fifty bucks for like a 2ds. Yeah, no, I know. I absurd. I, I see ads for that all the time. So and the DS, uh, sorry, the Switch Lite is like pretty reasonable too. Oh yeah. Although it's still it still had the Joy-Con drift, and because you can't take them off, you had to send the whole Switch in if it happened to you. I forgot that. Uh, <sighs> How could you it. mess up so bad? I know my friend, a uh, friend of mine at work actually had that issue. So, all right, Steve. So there weren't any really Canadian games here. Uh, the big ones they could have shown. Well, they they did talk about Gears Five and Echo on, Generation. And Echo Generation. Actually, that wasn't during the main thing. That was during the Game Awards pre-show. Funny oh, you're enough. Right, you're right. So uh, as far as Canadian games actually in here. Uh, Gears 5 is coming to Series X with a bunch of enhancements. No Age of Empires 4, um, both those developed in BC. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, they mentioned a couple uh, Canadian games on their site coming to Series X. The Big Con from Mighty Yell in Toronto, Tunic from Andrew Shoulders in Halifax. Um, so those are coming to console first on Xbox One and Series X. Um, that means usually like a year and then it comes everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, an eco generation, uh, of course, but there are a couple other ones here. I, I really liked the Xbox event overall. I enjoyed the pacing and I think there was a huge variety of games. Um, I don't like the whole, like, Oh, who won like PlayStation or Xbox? I was like, no one really. Well, if, if like, if you're going for like personally the best thing for the, the fans of that platform, game pass is absurd at the end of that show when they were like every game shown here today day one for game pass subscribers i was like what that's halo forza fable oh my god steve day halo infinite is just going to be free for everyone who has game pass not free but because you're paying for subscription but like what what yeah no i know it's game pass is like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like this has got to be like they they got to be like hemorrhaging money on Game Pass. Like this has to be like a ten year plan or something to profitability. I don't understand how it works because they and a bunch of people like this happened to me. If you had an existing gold subscription and you upgraded to Game Pass, it upgraded for the duration of your gold subscription. So I don't have to pay till February twenty twenty one. My gold expires and I have to start paying monthly for Game Pass. So they're not getting any money from me for like a year. And I know there's lots of other people who had gold who upgraded. They're not getting money from them. Yeah. Where? How and, are they paying for this? And I just keep like, I only sub for like a year or sorry, for like a month. And then I'll just like unsub. I, like I basically mm-hmm. just buy it. And every time I do, it's, I either get three months for like the price of one or I get mm-hmm. one month for like a dollar. <laughs> so like, and then I it's just absurd. use my bin rewards or whatever to like get more months. Like I, I've been on and off game pass, maybe like six or seven times since they announced it. And and I don't know how much I probably spent like a total like $80, $70 maybe like, oh man, you know, cause it's just always like, it's super cheap. It's ridiculous. Just how like much better than PS now it is. <laughs> like it's not even, it's not even a competition really. Um, no. And as that's the thing, a lot of people are saying in, in the, in the discourse this week is <laughs> it's not even a competition. Like they're not really competing with each other. Like PlayStation 
is making like full price new exclusive games and Xbox is essentially making a subscription service now more than anything that they're making content for. Like who is the Series X even for? Like if you have an Xbox One X or One, you can play all these games mostly. Um and if you have a PC with Windows, you can play a lot of these too just through the $10 a month on Game Pass. Yeah. Like I think they're positioning Series X more like they don't want to be the next like 150 million units sold. Like this is just when you're done with your Xbox One in like four or five years, the next thing you get is the Series X, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of a crazy situation because it's just like, what, like, how much money are they really making off this stuff? Because, like, for first party, I can see that, but like, for third party, it's, is it ever going to get to a point where making a game for Xbox Series X just like is just too much work and they just don't do it for like, how little that system might sell. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if it's priced really cheap, like, you know, that's the other thing I'm wondering, like if this thing is like $300 and it just is, seems like such a obvious like upgrade, then people will just kind of go and upgrade it. Like when I watched this, when I watched this thing, like I was kind of on the fence of Xbox, but after mm-hmm. watching Halo and I'm not really casual, like I'm, not, I'm a very casual Halo person and it seems like people are upset about it, but whatever nerds. And like just, State of Decay and and just other things. I were, I was just like, this shit is awesome. Like I can play. Mm-hmm. I could just get all these games for like, you know, ten dollars a month or whatever the hell it is, twelve dollars a month. Like it's such a no brainer. Mm-hmm. And I basically just told Heather, I'm like, we're getting an Xbox. She's like, and a PlayStation. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let, let's run through the games quick then. Right. So it obviously opened with Halo. Uh, we got an exclusive or an extended look at the gameplay for the first time, and it appears to have. And I read a couple interviews with the developer, several like open world chunks that you're going to move through and you can backtrack through. Mm. Um, it will launch this holiday again, whenever they announce this date for the console. It has, I'm assuming this is like the day one game, yeah. uh, 60 FPS campaign, um, master chief's back. There's this other guy who's kind of snippy with you at the start, this pilot guy. Um, and the trailer opens with like, um, whatever, like, 200 days after we lost the war or whatever. I don't know the Halo story. I haven't read the books or watched a TV show. And they did like a podcast series before the last one. <laughs> I have no idea what the war is. I don't know what's happening. We're going to land and kill some grunts. It's been the same game for like 20 years. Yeah. But I've, I haven't, I played five and five was the most I played. And I, and I don't remember the story. I'm when, uh, when the Xbox comes out, I'm just going to get like play, master chief collection yeah i'll just replay through it all on master chief collection which i was Yo, starting I'll play, to do. i'll play with you yeah well we should do it together because we started reach and i had a lot of fun with that i finished reach and i finished one no i didn't even finish one actually because now i think one two and three are on game on one two three and reach are on and four is coming out this year they said uh and they want to add odst and uh five is also on game pass but not in the collection yeah, yeah. it looks good i like the grapple hook Every game should have a grapple hook. Name one game that wouldn't be made better with a grapple hook, Steve. I, I can't. <laughs> you can't. The grapple hook just makes it better. You can like grapple to something or grapple and grab something to you. Like they grabbed an explosive barrel and like threw it at somebody. That's I like cool. that. And for an open world game, I think with a lot of like moving around, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Plus, you want like fun, kooky shit to do in an open world game. So that mm-hmm. just like opens up uh mm-hmm. stuff to that i thought it looked dope i don't know if you've been on like the subreddits or whatever but people are like super upset with how this game looks yeah the screenshots aren't you know really stunning like it kind of looks like a mid 
2010s game like really yeah so that was what people were a little bit upset about but that is also because this has to work on xbox one so that's a bit of a handicap on what they can get out of it yeah but yeah i, I think i like i don't really care how it looks like it, it looks fun and uh halo's never been well like personally like the most gorgeous game ever no it's always had cool art but i don't know if it mm. ever really like was amazing graphically like it just doesn't the the thing about halo is it just needs to run super smooth like that's that was always FPS. yeah that was always the like dope thing about halo is just how smooth and like fluid it was so if that just means like the game looks a little bit shittier like whatever. Mm-hmm. i don't care <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna get this obviously because i have game pass and i'm gonna play it and i'm excited i'm gonna play it on pc i think because i don't know if i'm getting either console at launch <gasps> Uh, next, they showed Forza Motorsport, of course. Got to yeah. be a car game. Sure. I don't really care. Yeah. It looks pretty. Is that day one? Yeah. or uh, No release date for... Uh, they said, No, sorry. It says here, I'm reading from uh, Eurogamer, it won't make the Series X launch day, they confirmed. Yeah, and it's also not coming to current Xbox One. So this is a Series X and PC exclusive. Oh, interesting. Uh, whereas Halo Infinite coming to Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, then Rare showed off their next game, Everwild. The same week that they announced uh, Sea of Thieves, it hit like 6 million players, I think. So uh, they're probably moving on from Sea of Thieves, which they'd been you know, doing a lot of updates like every couple months, um, to Everwild. Uh, there's not a lot of details about it. It appears to be... Um, the concept is there's like magic and nature in this like fantasy world, and you're kind of harnessing both of them to, to do different things i don't know what the conflict is i don't really know a whole lot other than it looks really really pretty Hmm. um yeah and everwild was the one game i saw a lot of people highlighting like that's my cool that's my like favorite game from the the talk or the presentation so i think there's a lot of buzz for this and it's rare you know they've been uh, unfortunately bound to connect games for a while and busted out sea of thieves and now this excited to see what they can do with that next gen tech steve yeah then they showed off some other first party projects like state of decay three, which they recently purchased undead labs like two E threes ago. They announced that, uh, currently only announced for Xbox series X. And it was like a cinematic CGI trailer. It was like this woman hunting a deer and then the deer <coughs> sticks his head up and it's a zombie deer. And it's then you shoot deer. it. I liked, uh, I like state of decay too. I played a little bit of it when I gave mm-hmm. past an Xbox. I'm a sucker for zombie games. And this one is just like a very like, it's sort of like the walking dead in sense. It's like, now this is you just have to go live in a zombie world. Oh, the base building was my favorite. And then you and then like if your base gets overrun, you can like scrounge some supplies, get out, find a new base and start over. That that was really cool. Yeah, like I just I just appreciate that where it's like there's not there wasn't I think there was a story, right? Where's the the um, I forget what the the like the type of infection was, but you're trying to find a cure for it or whatever. But, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Like that that's the thing. It's not really a story driven game it's just like go survive the zombie apocalypse and mm-hmm. go go grind out and build a build a new house and shit so mm-hmm. uh i'm excited but i'm I'm assuming yeah since they just showed a cgi then it's still like at least two years away mm-hmm. also only for xbox series x then we got a look at the next game from obsidian hot off the heels of outer worlds last year uh which means they probably have two teams alternating i'd imagine at least I imagine so, because they also announced Outer Worlds DLC, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, then. 
Uh, Avowed is a first-person role-playing game set in the same world as Pillars of Eternity. Uh, I know some people on our Discord who enjoyed that. Um, So if you enjoyed that, which is more of like a top-down classic RPG, this is a first-person RPG. It's doing something different, but in the same world. Uh, They said, quote, this is the project that we've been wanting to make all along. Uh, There you go. Glad they got a chance to make it. And uh, it says, still a long way off still. But and no word whether this is like a Series X exclusive or anything. Oh no, they bought Obsidian when they bought all those other studios. So this has to be like Windows and Xbox exclusive. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they're in Microsoft Studio now. So very mm-hmm. so. I mean, some like Minecraft Dungeons came to PS4, but the other that's because the Minecraft. Yeah, is that also seems like... to be a, that seems to be a Minecraft specific thing. So mm-hmm. it's most likely Xbox and, P- and PC only, but. Hmm. Then we got to look at some new Outer Worlds DLC. And my favorite thing about this DLC, Steve, is one of the writers on Outer Wilds left that studio to work on Outer Worlds as a writer. <laughs> and I saw her, she tweeted out, like, they said I couldn't do it, but I wrote for Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds in, like, all caps. And it just got a bunch of likes. That's just funny. I like that a lot. Uh, the DLC comes out in September. Outer Worlds is still on Game Pass. I love it. Check it out. All right. Closer to the now, Xbox published Tell Me Why from Life is Strange developer Don't Nod, who just opened a studio in Quebec, Canadian angle here, oh. uh, got an August release for the first episode of Tell Me Why. This game had a bit of a weird reveal. It has an FAQ um, where it breaks down how they're approaching the trans main character of the game. And the FAQ was a very spoiler heavy, as in like, answering big questions about this game that I think is a response to how some recent games have been handling their trans characters Mm -hmm. in a way that maybe someone who, you know, might not want to play a game with a lot of transphobia or, you know, dead naming or aggressively anti-trans themes would maybe like, hey, I'm just going to read this FAQ. Oh, they don't do this. They maybe do this. I wouldn't want to play it. And that gives people a heads up, which I think is a cool approach. And it says at the top, spoilers, don't read if you don't want spoiled. So that was interesting. That was like, I've never seen a studio straight up put like a spoiler-filled FAQ up before their game releases. Yeah, interesting. I didn't, did you read that? I don't want to read it because I probably won't play this game. So I did not read it and I probably won't play it either. Um, it's called Tell Me Why, being published by Xbox. Uh, coming out in August with the first episode. I didn't play Life is Strange either, although some of my friends did, and they really <laughs> liked it. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I, I didn't play any of them. I had a friend who really enjoyed the first one. I think it was free mm-hmm. on PlayStation Plus as well, so... The studio was creating that game during the voice actors strike, and so they used uh, out-of-union voice actors for a lot of that game, which was another big controversy. Um, and people were... And a lot of voice actors were like, come, come on, this is like you're undercutting us right like there's literally scab work on this game that they used union voice actors for earlier uh games so that was another little controversy here but yeah don't nods expanding with that quebec studio so they're doing really well they have like three projects announced like one of them was at um the playstation event that one like first person one with the like japanese arches and I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, they they got a lot of projects on the go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, th- okay, this one tripped me up, Steve, because the it opened on like this fantasy castle forest thing, but then it said playground games, and I was like, that's the Forza Horizon team. Like, is a car about to like burst through this castle? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a, a Fable reboot, just titled Fable. So now we have Fable bracket twenty twenty two bracket. Can't wait. Uh, coming out for Series X and PC. Who knows when? We got a very brief cinematic trailer where a toad just like eats a fairy. Haha. Very Shrek level comedy. And yeah, I don't know. I've played a bit of Fable 3, not my favorite game. Do you have any attachment to the Fable series? No, Heather Heather does. She's pretty, she was excited for that. I played two and it was just sort of like whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't play a lot of it. Um, but some people were pretty stoked. <laughs> it's okay. like a series that hasn't, Fable 3 was the last one, wasn't there? Wasn't there a Connect one? No, yeah, there was a Connect one, but I think that was right before. And then Fable Three was the end of Lionhead; they got shut down like right after that. <clears throat> yeah, and I think there was like a Fable game being worked on that got canceled. Mm. Or something. Fable Fortune came out in twenty seventeen. What's this? You hate to see it, Steve. It's a digital card game. <laughs> okay, so yeah, not not something I would play. So, but yeah, yeah. people are hyped. Uh, and it's the it's the Forza Horizon team. I don't understand. Because they've been making Forza Horizon games for like 10, 15 years, and now they're pivoting to like this reboot of a popular fantasy RPG. It's going to be weird. I'm excited. I wonder if they like sniped any developers from like another studio or something to just kind of get this done. I don't know. Yeah, because you got this like chief concept 3D artist who's been making cars for like 15 years. Like, all right, now (laughs) wizards. He's like, wait a minute. Now, can you make this toad eat this fairy? (laughs) (laughs) I've been making really, really detailed car rims for 15 years and we're pivoting to fairies and toads. I don't know about this guys. That's funny. I want to be at the the fly on the wall of that reveal to the team. Like we're making fable. Yeah. It's interesting of all the studios they have, like this is the, that's the one that's making fable. But I mean, the Forza Horizon games look great. Like they're very, very oh, polished. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, then some non Xbox <clears throat> games. They announced Tetris Effect getting a new multiplayer mode, exclusive, timed, timed exclusive to Xbox. Uh, I love Tetris Effect, Steve. I actually just beat it the other day um, on, on, in PSVR. I love Tetris Effect. I don't know if you ever played it where like the, as you move the pieces and drop them, it like contributes to the beat of whatever song's playing. Yeah. I actually was, I was just playing it recently and just cause I was feeling it, but like Tetris to me, it has to be a, uh, like a portable experience. So like playing Mm. on my PS4, was just very strange to me. So Mm. I didn't, I didn't like play too much more of it. So it's just like, this doesn't feel right, but it's, it's a great game. Yeah. Like the soundtrack is so good. And like every time you drop one, like the whole screen like moves to the beat with you dropping it. Yeah, it's it's tight. I like it. So that's getting a new multiplayer mode, timed exclusive to Xbox. And then they announced Destiny Two, all of the expansions. I know. And Ugh. upcoming Beyond Light expansion launching in November, all coming to Game Pass day one. What? That's over a hundred dollars of content alone. I know. I've, what? I've, I've had that brain delight thing like on my wish list for so long because I. Kind of want to beyond get back. light, beyond light, yeah. Because I want to kind mm. of get back into Destiny, but after seeing that, just I was come just to Game like, Pass, yeah, exactly. I was just and like, they I was have cross progression, Steve. So all you do is connect to your Bungie account, and then anytime you start Destiny Ooh. anywhere, you can just pick a character and just pull it. So you could pull any Destiny two character into the Game Pass save of of your of your game. Because I connected my Bungie account, I hadn't played Destiny two. I'd only beaten Destiny one on PS four. 
Yeah. And I just, it was like, connect to your Bungie account. I did it. And it had my PS4 Destiny 1 character. I was like, oh, sick. So I just brought him in and started playing on a, because it's free to play now on Steam. Yeah. Um, it's free to play anywhere. Expansion. Yeah, I think everywhere. And uh, yeah, but now all the expansions come to Game Pass. So, and I can just pivot from Steam to the Xbox version and have my character. Like, that's so cool. You gonna get it, Steve, on on Game Pass? Now I've not. Yeah, like now I'll probably just like I don't really know anyone who's playing it. I just kind of felt like playing it recently. Um, I don't know if there's crossplay because if there is, and you're playing on, well, you would play on PC or Xbox. Xbox. Okay, I can play on PC, and if there's crossplay, we could totally play Destiny two together with all the expansions. Cool. 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 All right, cool. Uh, next, a game from Quantic Dream, who has now fully divorced themselves from uh, PlayStation. They're very independent now. Uh, announced As Dusk Falls. Uh, revealed an intriguing, artsy adventure story about two generations of characters colliding. It had a pretty trailer. I don't know much about it. No more details. Not even whether it's Series X exclusive or anything. So, yeah. If you like Quantic Dream games, which I don't really... Um, <laughs> did you play um i've started every quantic dream game i've never finished one. Oh really i liked i yeah. liked the detroit become human i thought it was pretty <laughs> stupid but it was, <laughs> it was pretty the, that those sidewalks look great like the the foot when when you whenever you like walked and it was wet i always appreciate like the outline of the shoe it's little things like that but the whole like doing the detroit race riots but with robots theme uh, yeah <laughs> could you imagine if that came out now oh my god <laughs> it would, it would be so i funny. could i really could because they're going to try and release watchdogs legion this year that's, and that's true oh my anyway we don't need to go down that hole last couple games here uh the medium uh the new game from blooper bloober who did the observer which i think has been free on like everything i've seen it on epic and playstation uh, showing off its simultaneous dual worlds gameplay. And people were like speculating whether you play this like, cause it's like um, where you're in one room, but there's like a, like an upside down version of the room or like mm-hmm. not upside down, like, like the stranger things upside down where like, it's really dark and grimy mm-hmm. and you're like kind of split the screen down the middle and both are happening at the same time. And I don't know whether it's like a way out where you're controlling two different characters or whether you're controlling one character duplicated it's in, it's an interesting idea i'm really stoked to learn more about it and a, a huge deal on the timeline i had no idea about was a trailer for stalker 2 which is a sequel to stalker obviously but this is like kind of cult classic game that people <laughs> have been waiting for a sequel for so long and they yeah. asked it did you, do you know anything about the series like did you play them i all? have no idea I, I didn't realize this was such a big deal until i saw everyone losing their minds it's kind of like minds. yeah it's kind of like fallout but it's it's basically the Chernobyl accident happened, but then a, a second explosion happened at Chernobyl, like shortly after, and it's basically like everything's mutated and fucked up in that area. <laughs> so huh. it's it's pretty cool. It, I played one. Of, I forget which one I played. There was like three games on PC that I, I played one of them, um, mm-hmm. and it's like a, it's cool. Uh, it's just like my style of like world that I want to I want to dive into. I completely forgot that they're making this game. It's actually like from a studio in Kiev as well, which is uh, that's cool pretty neat so i'll just run through these last ones here warhammer 40,000 dark tide yeah. i don't i don't I yeah. care whatever uh next game from the steam world developers the gunk my favorite name of any game announced today at this show 
Uh, Dragon Quest coming to Xbox for the first time in the form of Dragon Quest XI S Definitive Edition. Yeah. 4th of December. And the next game from the Sonic creator, Yuji Naka, Bayland <sighs> Wonderworld. This that, this looks dope. This looks dope? <laughs> you, you were feeling this? I'm so excited for this. Like, Oh, man. It just looks like a... It basically just looks like a Kingdom Hearts like adventure game. It's just like an acid trip of just really Japanese style shit. It looks. I like, like that. I'm like, yo, this is basically adventure like a it's a 3D platformer of from mm-hmm. like you know the Knights guy and and Sonic guy. Like that's awesome. Such a cool team. I hope. That uh, was... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, actually, no. They say it's PS5, PS4, and all that stuff. So you'll um, be getting it on PS5. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without doubt. <laughs> And with that, they they wrapped up the show, and no release date, no price, nothing. It's did they within... do uh, Psychonauts? Oh yeah, there was a Psychonauts two trailer in there, and those sneaky bastards in the YouTube description announced that it was coming twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, I'm a bit bummed. That's okay though. I'm not I'm not upset. Yeah, Jack Black sings the theme. That that's great. Love Jack Black. Um. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was everything in the show, and yeah, hypothetically, allegedly, these consoles will be purchasable within the next three to four months, probably three months, and there's no no details of anything. Like it, it's ridiculous at this point. I just want to just pre-order it, like, I all I, I just want to fucking put my money down and just like... How bummed will you be, Steve, if the pre-orders are so scarce, you, you don't end up getting one? If I don't get a ps5 i like it i don't know it's the year's just a wash yeah i don't, I don't, I don't even know like <laughs> what kind of man am i to my daughter like, <laughs> i have to tell her like i couldn't get her the ps5 like she'd be so devastated oh man um i hope that's not the case that's why i just mm-hmm. want it to happen so that if i can't get a pre-order like an eb games i can adjust myself accordingly so mm. set your expectations yeah um, but I mean, after watching all that stuff, like I was pretty on the fence of getting a uh, Xbox. Um, but after watching that, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just, I'll just buy it. <laughs> like whatever. It was a good show and game <laughs> pass is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, game pass alone. I was like, if I could just play like an hour of halo more than an hour, if I could play five hours of halo a month, then it's worth it. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I can do that. Um, it's kind of a ridiculous, like, it's just a ridiculous uh, like situation that. yeah like it's and sony really needs to step up their shit with ps now oh, ps now is just like, they're not even they don't care like they're not they're not competing with each other anymore you know i know and i'm and i'm afraid that like by the time they do care because like they don't care because they're just winning the generation or whatever but i don't want it to be too late by the time they do start to care that like they miss out on like timing and good shit mm-hmm. i don't know like, I don't care how Sony does in terms of just, like, their stock price or anything like that. But I just mean, like, I don't want them to, like, miss the boat on this thing cause, and miss out on, like, some sort of partnership or cool thing or, or something just because mm-hmm. they're, like, they got their head up their ass and just being like, oh, fuck, we sold 110 million of these things. Why do we need to fucking give away Ghost of Tsushima for free when, like, if, you know, 1% of people buy this game, then that's, like, one that's like over a million copies, so... And it was the fastest uh, selling PS4 IP. That's the thing too. Like they, they're just like, why would we put this? Why would we have a Game Pass thing when like we just released the bet the like fastest selling new IP of this of uh, on our on our console? So mm-hmm. 
the the numbers aren't really I don't think the numbers are committing to them just yet that they need to like improve PS Now or or whatever because they're just like no Last of Us Two and Ghost of Tsushima were just their two biggest successful games. Mm-hmm. And I think I think for them that works. Like I am only interested in buying a PS Five if I can only get Ratchet and Clank and the next Spider Man on there. So like that that works. Whereas like with Xbox, I'm like shit, if all of these are on PC, why don't I just upgrade my PC? I can still get achievements, play Xbox Live with my friends. Like, I don't have a reason to buy a Series X, but I can't play the new Ratchet and Clank without a PS5. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. <sighs> all right. That's it for Hot Take of the Week. I'll make the thumbnail a little little Xbox, I think. Maybe the, the little Master Chief, just give it a thumbs up or something. I like that. Let's <laughs> talk about what we've been playing, Steve. Uh, this week... I've been playing more Ghost of Tsushima. I play a little bit before work, a couple days this week. I don't know. I've talked about it on the show before. It's really pretty, but I'm really not feeling a lot of the mission design. Combat and all the vistas are, are my highlight. I love mm-hmm. walking up, doing the standoff, and then like flawlessly just like dicing through everyone. Yeah, it's it's so cool when you do when you like do it like perfect. It's just like oh, mm. that looks so dope. It is a great feeling, and I'm getting more of the items now. But the the whole honorable thing, where like you you know he starts assassinating people. This is like very early on, minor spoilers for like the first hour of the game. But um, he starts to assassinate, and he's like this huge internal conflict because he took the samurai oath, and you can only look people in the eye when you kill them. But he has to like start doing all this secret secret stealthy stuff. I don't do any of that. I've never tried to go in and assassinate everyone. I only walk up to the front gate, do a standoff, and just murk everyone, and it's the best <laughs> feeling. And but then all the other characters are still talking to me. Like you meet one of these other masters or whatever, and he's like, "You fight dishonorably," and I'm like, "You were right beside me when I walk up and did the standoff. Like I haven't assassinated anyone the whole time you're with me." <laughs> but because the game like like knows you've done that, to, you have to do it in one mission. It, like that felt really weird to me. Where I'm like, I, I wish it knew I was trying to play the way I want the samurai to, to be, you know? And it yeah. doesn't, which just feels weird tonally. Yeah, it's weird because it feels like they would have had a like a morality bar or something at some point, like the infamous games did. Yeah, we're like, do you want to go full samurai or full ninja? Yeah. And those are obviously two very different things, which is another thing, people who have been critiquing the historical accuracy of this game. But uh, the the option would have been really cool. And I would have liked if the world reflected that, like all of the sam- or all of the samurai, like masters or whatever, like have a lot more respect for me. Cause I'm doing it this way, which is harder. Like if you just turn on the Batman detective mode and just go around and assassinate everyone, it takes you longer, but it's just way easier yeah. going up to the front gate and just like full on fighting. Everyone is a challenge. Yeah. I actually, I, w- I appreciate the challenge of the game cause it, it mm-hmm. is difficult, but I like turned down the difficulty to easy. Cause I was just like, as much as I appreciate that it's not, it's like pretty difficult. Like I was dying quite a bit. Um, I was just like, I'm not in the mood <laughs> to like, mm. this game's going to already take me like 50 hours to platinum. Like I don't really feel like restarting this stuff. I don't have that time really. So I just bumped it down to easy and I'm still like enjoying it. It was, it was the first duel. I did the first duel and I just got my ass handed to me like six or seven times. I was like, no, there's <laughs> not oh, the, the duel. Okay. And yeah, so the vistas, the combat, the like normal combat and the duels, are hype. I love those three parts of this game a lot. Um, cause I, I, I am enjoying parts of it and I don't want to be all negative on it. And it is partly my fault for playing it right after last of us two, which just set an unprecedented high standard for like facial animations, like mm-hmm. detail in the environment, because it's obviously like a very linear, 
uh, game and like coming right off of that to this, like all the characters feel very stiff and it's not as beautiful as the last of us too. So in that way I was like, Oh, that's kind of a bummer, but yeah. that's not, that's, that's obviously not its fault. When, when you're up on the mountains and you look over in all the boats and the, the big, vul- like, is it a volcano? There's like mountains in the background. It looks great. Yeah. Cause this game was supposed to come out before last of us too, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It got delayed. They all got delayed a bunch. And I went back and watched that first reveal for the game where it's like at the golden temple and all the leaves are falling and you do that like sneaky stealth mission. You stab the guy through, which I haven't seen yet. I don't know if it's in this game, but you know, like the paper walls and doors, mm-hmm. he just like grabs the guy through and like cuts his throat. And like, I haven't seen that yet. So maybe it's an upgrade you get, but I'm also would totally believe that there was features in the reveal trailer that didn't make it into the game. And then you do that final showdown. And as far as like reveal trailer to final game, I've seen some really bad ones. It goes to Shima pretty close. And I think, uh, that's cool. Yeah. I also played some apex. Um, I came second, like three times in a row It's the first for me. And, oh man, that game's so good. I'm so excited for cross play, Steve. I want to play with you. Um, PS4 while I'm on PC. I hope there's cross progression because rocket league just announced cross progression. I'm really interested if they like merge all your inventories across every platform. I bet that's a huge challenge and probably won't come to Apex when they do cross-play. Yeah, but, um, I wonder how Fortnite did it. Because I know Fortnite had a thing where you can like merge accounts or something like that. And I think There are it, items like tied to your Epic account, but you can only see some of them that are like console-exclusive on those consoles. Yeah. Um, but you can, like, everything you bought, if it's tied to your Epic account, you, you can access it and equip it anywhere. And it, like, remembers what you have equipped on different, like, uh, platforms. Yeah. So. It's really cool. I hope they do something like that. Apex is still great. I love it. I haven't I haven't played it too much. It's just so difficult to play like online games. I just haven't really been in the 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 mood, I guess. And I'm probably not going to complete my battle pass, which is a little disappointing. But it's fine. you got 22 days. Is that how? Oh, man, I don't think that's enough. <laughs> I I did play a game on PS4 today, and I landed. My teammate. It was duos. My teammate went down. I came into the room and like cleaned them all up like really quick. And like I was going to pick up his banner, and then he quit. I was like, no. And so like, it still let me pick up his banner, but he was like DC'd. So I went and respawned him. And then I like, you can punch to like push people. I like pushed him into a hall. So like he was like safe there in case he reconnected. (laughs) And then I went on, I soloed another squad and I came second place. I was like, dude, if you had just stayed with me, we we probably could have won this because I I took down one of the last squad, but the other guy came in with a devotion and just ripped me apart. But I was like, dude, if you stayed, we would have won. Oh, that that was the worst feeling. I came in this week. I came in second one time because I was the only person in my party to launch, and then I was and it wasn't ranked, so I was just like, well, shit, I guess I'll just hide. So I literally mm-hmm. hid uh, for the whole match until, and I was like, okay, the only way I can win this is if like the two teams are fighting. Like, there was three of us left, and the two teams were fighting, and they just hurt each other, and then I just come in. So I was trying to find them when it was just three teams, and eventually I saw the number go down to two, and then it was, like, 30 seconds later. I was like, no, I'm screwed. <laughs> sure enough, when they found me, like, they just ended me in, like, half a second. <laughs> just... Oh, man. It's a good game. And speaking of Apex, uh, one of my friends asked me to hop, hop on to Titanfall 2, and I didn't, I forgot, like, it's the same universe, right? So, like, all the guns yeah. were the same, and I was like, oh, I, I know all these guns, but, like... Titanfall 2 is on another level. It's Apex on speed. Mm. You like you 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 can if you're on the ground in Titanfall 2, you're doing something wrong cuz 
no one's everyone's like roll running jumping using momentum and the jetpack to like keep going and people are getting kills in the air like sticking me with grenades while they're in the air like holy shit all the people still playing titanfall 2 at this point like five years later are just incredible and i just get obliterated Makes but sense. it's a great game Makes it was sense. one of the top five on steam last month because i think it just came to steam so i hope that helps bring people to this great game that got overlooked because ea released it the same fucking month as battlefield one and, uh, and i never understand that and call it yeah it was in between call of duty whatever gears and, and battlefield yeah, so like, but but like I like Gears and Call of Duty, whatever. That's competitors. But releasing two highly polished story with some multiplayer component, first person shooters within like a couple weeks of each other. Stupid. <sighs> the game got buried, and it's didn't deserve it. We need a Titanfall three, Steve. I need it. Justice for Titanfall. What'd you play this week? Uh, also, Tsushima, I kind of agree with everything you're saying. I'm, I'm not like I just, I guess I'm just not in the mood for like an open world game because I play it like maybe an hour here and there, and then I just like I'm like cool, that's all I need to play, and then I just turn it off. So I'm enjoying it, but I'm not like I'm not diving right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, yeah, some or like you mentioned, like some of the like trailing missions and all this shit. I'm just like, ah, oh, this stuff was boring in Assassin's Creed Four. <laughs> Never mind, like eight years later. One hundred percent. They're not. It's not like awful, but I'm. It's at the start of it, and I'm just like, oh, if I had to do this like as the start of every sort of main mission, like you do in Assassin's Creed, then I'm just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, the world is beautiful and, and all that stuff, and I'm down with it. Um, a lot of freaking foxholes, though. I'm. I'm just. I spent the last like hour <laughs> I was playing just sort of roaming, just filling out the question marks, and like, there were like all fox dens, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's so many foxes on this island. Um. NBA 2K20, which, you know, is just the most predatory game I've ever played, but I fucking, I'm so addicted to it, like, I love it, but I hate it at the same time, like, it's just such a, such a conflict for me and my friend. It's okay, Steve, because, like, real basketball's coming back, and then you can uninstall it. I doubt that will happen, um... Because that's the thing, basketball, I watched a basketball game on Friday, which is great, and actually, I'm missing the WNBA game right now, so we need to wrap this up, um... Isn't August 1st, first Raptors game of the season? Uh, typically, it's like end of August, or end of October. But I think the regular season starts up like August 1st or July 31st or something. I'm pretty sure it's August 1st. Is the Lakers and Raptors, right? Yeah, makes sense. Probably. I thought you, Sorry, I thought you meant like next year or whatever. Oh, no. Uh, and then I did play a little Panzer Paladin. I didn't play mm. that much because I, I wanted to get a little bit in just for the podcast, but... This this game is awesome. Like, I, did you ever play? Um, oh, what's the Blastmaster Zero or whatever? The game that no. was on Switch. It's another. It's like a Blastmaster was like an NES game, and then they re they like made a kind of an updated version for the Switch, and uh, it's also okay. like a retro game like this. And they're just they they get it. Like they just know. Like they have the like. The, the style of the retro game, but not like making it feeling clunky or anything like a retro game. So it's pretty dope. I'm like I said, I'm only like I'm literally only played the first level like twenty minutes or so. So I want to play more. Uh, I just wanted to play a little bit before the podcast just to say something. Like I would recommend. I might just pick it up on Switch because I don't really feel like playing Steam games ever. But um, it's pretty dope. I want to play. I want to play more. So next episode I'll have like more to say. But Panzer Paladin, like if you like retro games, if you're if you're feeling like Blastmaster from on Switch or like any the Ninja Gaidens back in the day or any of those kind of games, like this is awesome. Like you should pick it up. So 
I will also play it before next episode. Yeah. Because I love all their other games, especially Flint Hook. Oh, Chicago Sky is losing by 10 right now. All right. That's it for this episode of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 152. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian Game Devs scene, you can follow us over at patreon.com slash devs. You can back us there at any level to get early two-day access to the show, special channel on our Discord for patrons, uh, occasional game key giveaways, uh, discount codes for gaming events, uh, and if you back us higher than a dollar a month, we will put your name at the end of every episode like these lovely folks. Thank you, Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex. Apply for the job on our site. Slaughter Neko and Stacey H. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, would you consider leaving us a review? We'd love to take your feedback. Um, if you're not listening on Apple, you can send us any feedback you have to contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. If you like the episode, share it with someone. Maybe someone you know who's interested in the Canadian game dev scene. We're getting a lot of people joining our Discord. If you want to join us there, lots of people from Canada and around the world who are interested. Uh, our Looking to Collab channel is blowing up. We're having lots of people connecting. Might be some games starting up, developing. Very cool. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for people to work on a game with or ask questions about game development or show off what you're working on and get feedback, our Discord is the place to do it. All right, Steve, that's it. Thanks for joining me for this lovely hour and 20 minutes of discussion. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Stephen O'Crane on Twitter and Instagram and various places. You could see me post photos of my daughter, who is super Yeah, you had a good one this week, Steve. That that one where she was holding the controller. Was that a PS3 controller and you had the PS4 controller? Yeah, because she always wants to grab the PlayStation controller Mm -hmm. um, because that's what I'm always holding. So we gave her my old PS3 controller. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> amazing such but a so, good photo but sometimes she still wants the ps4 one she just wants the one that i'm playing so she had a cute <laughs> smile, so it's a good time so if you like babies and, and sports and stuff you can follow me there but go, go to canadiangamedevs.com that's where that's where uh, i want you to go and you can follow us on twitter at canada game devs couldn't fit the whole thing we're also on instagram at canadian game devs facebook.com slash canadian game devs twitch.tv slash canadian game devs and you can follow me at Stephen Riley, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. Stay safe. Enjoy the return of all the sports. Yeah. And we will talk to you next week. You gotta say goodbye, Steve. You always say goodbye.